Come on, let's get nuts. Hello there. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Film Junkie Live. It's Monday, end of Monday. Hopefully you guys had a good one. Hopefully you guys are doing good. Welcome to the sh 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 show. Still hot, very hot, humid. Southern California, my God. Versus thunderstorms, man. If it's going to be this humid, bring on the thunder and the lightning. My God. Hopefully you guys are doing well. Make sure you guys smash that like, thumbs up, sub, do all that. I'm going to show that again. Yeah, subscribe, hit that notification bell. If you want to become a member, join the Film Junkie family. Members only stream after every stream on Wednesday, so look forward to that. Then, of course, you got right here. You could also support the Patreon if you want to help out the channel, too. But follow me on all the suck meds that are around me. Anyways, who's out there? What's going on? Holy crap, Donovan. The entire thing has been most confusing and conflicting. Yes. And you have been having... I'm not going to go over all your your comments right here. I'm just saying hello to everybody in the, uh, the chat. So, all right, we got Ryan right here. Good to see you. We got Game City Savior. Hey, Dave. Dude, why does Gun try so hard on Innuendo out of playing with children in Guardian? What? Innuendo? I don't remember seeing that much. I thought it was mainly about animals. Maybe he's got a. Are they going to say he's got a bestiality fetish now? However, what is the deal with Wonder Woman 3? It's in development, it's not. What is the deal with that? <laughs> Pretty much. Hello, gorgeous. Miss Nighthawk is here, everyone. You want to say hi? Hi. Good to see ya. We got Eric right here, that Rachel Zegler. Zegler. Seems to enjoy being a real schmuck to you and now to her own movie. Disney must, must not be happy... <laughs> Well, I mean, her tweet to me was just something random. It's not the same. It's not nearly the same. What's going on, Brennan? Good to see you. We got Tony. Tony, what's going on, Tony? Did you get back on the Avaca stream? Have a chat again while you're making a beautiful painting. Please call me. Call me, maybe? Currently watching that nine-hour edit of the trilogy that I made. Are you talking about the Zack Snyder trilogy? What are you talking about? We got Miss Rhea right here. Do what she says. Good to see you, Rhea. Always great to see you. Ah, Stephanie T. Metallica concert. That's right. You were talking about that. Two weeks. A little less than two weeks, I guess you could say. Two weeks from yesterday. That's when Miss Nighthawk and I are going to be seeing Metallica. Granted that the radio station I run won the tickets from doesn't fuck up. That would suck. But uh, that's when we're supposed to be doing that. So hopefully, I know, I'm sure no voice. Your arm is tired. Your arm is tired from being, you know, raising it up and, ah, you know, I'm sure. Lucky, lucky, lucky. Cortez, man, all this chaos going on in movies have me asking if Hollywood will even exist after the flames get put out, which is, which will, but it's not going to be the same. Nah, and there needed to be a shift. It just needed to happen. The beast mode was happening. Good to see ya. And we got MSGT. Doing great. Well, yeah, appreciate that, man. I absolutely appreciate that. Let's see what else we got. Who else we got? Who else we got? We got Niner for Life. Hey, football season, preseason's here. Uh, let's see. Hola. Yeah, she said hola. We got uh, Jess Preet. Hey, Dave, if you haven't yet, you should check out Guy Ritchie's new movie, The Covenant. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Jake Gyllenhaal. 
Excellent film, one of the best movies, and one of uh, my favorite of the year so far. Nice. Yeah, I'll catch it. I know it's probably on streaming now, so we'll have to watch that. Put that on the list, Steph, Miss Nighthawk. Put that on the list. And I know you're a Jake Gyllenhaal fan, so I know you'd be down to watch it. So, uh, Hello, any news on WW2? On World... What? Oh, uh, you're talking about World War... Are you talking World War? You're talking about Wonder Woman 3. There's already been a two. There's already been a two, you know. Neck hurts from headbanging. Yeah. I know. I'm wondering how I'm going to feel after it. I'm going to have no voice. I know that. Yeah. After Metallica. Woo-wee. Yeah. I'm going to be uh, yelling out all the lyrics. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, Miss Nighthawk, she's going to be like, you know, she's going to be like deaf in one ear. Whatever side I'm, I'm, I'm on, like when we're there, I'm just going to be like, you know, Master! Master! I'm just yelling it. Master, I'm that Yeah. That's the way I'm going to be. She'll be that too, you know. She'll be yelling too. Yeah, we'll have no voices. We'll have no voices. So, anyways, guys, all right. So, that's uh, pretty much everybody who's, like, uh, chatting it up right now. So, we'll go ahead and turn that off. Uh, probably better than, oh, yeah, we went bowling yesterday. <laughs> yeah. If you guys saw, I uh, it was, like, perfect, too. It's like, if you guys saw on Twitter, we went bowling at the uh, uh, Casino Morongo over here in uh, SoCal. And uh, it was like a, it was just uh, a shit show trying to get out of there because there was traffic on the freeway. There's always Sunday traffic going back, you know, to where we're going. And then there was traffic just getting out of all that. And it was kind of perfect because I had Weird Al playing because I've been on a Weird Al kick lately. And his song Traffic Jam just happened to be playing. So I recorded a video if you guys saw that. It was like perfect. It was like perfect, perfect timing for that. It was like, really? Like, oh, wow. Right as we got, like, got on the street, that song started playing. Freaky stuff, freaky coincidences that happen in the world, you know? It's all weird. It's the aliens, guys. It's the aliens or it's AI. It's AI. But, yeah, we went bowling yesterday. I haven't bowled in forever. A little sore. A little sore. A little sore with the, uh, the arm right here. And, of course, the left leg got a little soreness right there. We feeling it. We're feeling it. Took two hours to get home from the Metallica concert. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to be like that. Uh, especially, they're playing at SoFi. Yeah, they're playing at SoFi. Luckily, SoFi is a new stadium, and there's a lot of places to get out. But, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be a pain in the ass to get out of there for sure. Always is after every band. I mean, I went and saw Jeff Dunham on Thursday. I don't know if you guys saw that. I think I actually have, I think I actually have some pictures. Do I have that tweet up? Yes, I do. So I actually saw Jeff Dunham on Thursday the, at the OC Fair in Costa Mesa. So that's what I was doing. That's why I didn't go see. Uh, and I apologize, guys. I, I totally messed up last week on Wednesday's show. I did the reviews for, I mean, the reviews were up for Gran Turismo. But I was thinking that I totally forgot that Gran Turismo, and I'm sure some of you are probably even saying in the chat and yelling at your screen at me that I thought Gran Turismo was coming out last weekend. But I forgot they delayed it two weeks so it was just uh, the the vo the last voyage of Dementor or Dementor Demeter Demeter, you know the the Dracula movie which I wanted to check out but you know I was going to see Jeff Dunn, um, and there we go right there. Here's some pictures that we took. That's all you know, not too bad. That's uh, Jeff Dunham right there, and Walter as uh, President Biden, hilarious. So and then of course when the show was starting, had the puppets talking. There's Peanut right there, which is always great. And then of course. I kill you. 
Ahmed right there. All right. So that's what happened on Thursday. Great fun. I didn't get home till almost one o'clock. And yeah, I'm just glad that my job is very lenient where I could, uh, I got to sleep in a little bit. So good times, good times. All right. Let's get to some things. Let's first talk about controversy. What the hell is this? This is kind of funny because when I showed up to uh, Miss Nighthawk's house two weeks, Two weekends ago, I think, or maybe it was last weekend. Actually, I think it was not. It was, yeah, well, technically two weekends ago, if you think about it. But she had this movie on. We watched like the last hour of it or so like that. We watched Blindside. And this is kind of crazy that now all of a sudden this is coming out that Michael, uh, is it Oer or Oher? I I always forget how to say his name. But uh, he said, um, who was uh, the subject of, of, of course, the movie Blindside, has filed a lawsuit alleging that he was never adopted by Sean and Leanne uh, Tui. I don't even know how to say they're a Tui, 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 whatever. They're too high. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, that instead, tri- uh, but it was it was instead tricked into a conservatorship, conservatorship that gave them control over his money and businesses. The, the lawsuit also alleges that uh, two highs, whatever, how you ever say it, used their power as conservators to strike a deal that paid them and their two birth children millions of dollars in royalties from the Oscar-winning film that earned more than $300 million, while, while Oyer got nothing for his own story. Jesus Christ! We just got blindsided by controversy. Zing, da, ba, ba, where's the rim shot? No, but yeah, this is insane. And it was always funny too, because I even think I said when we were watching, when I, we were watching the movie, I was like, how much of this movie, how much of this movie is Hollywoodized? You know, that's what I was kind of wondering too when watching it. I'm like, obviously it's a good movie, but it's about, you know, a guy who was like, what? I, I forget his position, but... You know, he's like a defender or something like that, right? Or something, I, I forgot exactly what his position is, but his position is not exactly exciting when it comes to a football movie. He's not a quarterback, not a wide receiver, not a running back. So they had to make his story exciting. And I remember just when we were watching the movie, I'm like, certain things were like, oh yeah, there's some Hollywood Hollywoodizing things that are happening in this movie because they had to make it a little bit more exciting. So I was actually questioning how much did, you know, how much did they Hollywoodize the story? Turns out, uh, a, sh- a shit ton. A shit ton. So hopefully he gets his uh, deal going here because this is bullshit. This is absolute bullshit. Uh-oh. What happened here? Crap. Did I lose? Oh, no. There it is. Are we good? Are we good? I think we're good now. Okay, we're good. We're good. Yeah, linebacker. He probably was a linebacker. Whew. All right. Sorry. Looked like it had a little glitch in the matrix right there. So we're good. We're good. Um, yeah, sorry about that. And then, of course, I didn't have my I didn't have my AC lowered. And I started, I was like, oh, shit, I'm starting to sweat here. It's like turned off. And I'm like, oh, crap. It's way too hot for it to be set to 74. So I put it down to 69. <laughs> By the way, uh, no, I'm not going to say it. Anyways, um, I'll save it. <laughs> I had a, a joke that I heard today that I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say right now, but 14 years later, I know 14 years later. Yeah. I mean, I guess so, but it is kind of interesting. It is kind of interesting because, you know, you got to take into, you know, you got to take into account of both sides. I mean, I, I don't know how much money he made in the NFL, 
But, uh, you know, it's like, it is kind of interesting how all this is coming out now. And then you, and then you got to wonder, too, like a lot of people were throwing Sandra Bullock under the bus. I saw people that, and then, of course, I saw a, d- a bunch of people on Twitter defending her. I was like, why is, Sa- why is Sandra Bullock trending right now? And people were either like going, why, what does Sandra Bullock have to say about this? And then people were defending Sandra Bullock. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on with all that. Maybe she'll come out and say something. But her, like her dude, I don't know if she was married to him. Uh, I, I think the guy she was married to or she was with for a while just died not too long ago. He was battling. I forgot exactly what he was battling. He was like only in his 50s. But she just had like went through a tragedy right now. So I don't know if she's actually going to come out and talk about this. Who knows? But I'm sure her and her people have caught wind of this. But yeah, I was like, yeah, why are they throwing Sandra Bullock under the bus? Uh, yeah. Oh, it's her boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if they were married or not. ALS. There it is. Thank you, Steph. Um, yeah, it's really sad. Really sad. You got to go through that. And then all of a sudden, the movie you got nominated for Academy Award for, I can't remember if she won or not. I don't think she did. Did she? Maybe she did. I don't know. But the movie that she got, an, you know, at least award recognition for, all of a sudden, like, you know, is now under, under fire, under controversy. It's like, geez, that's no good. Yeah, she's, uh, she's been having a rough couple of weeks. But, yeah, look, you could even see, see right there. It's trending right there. So... She did win. Ah, yeah, she did win the Academy Award. So, man, that's right. Boy, she is not having a good couple of weeks, man. But, I mean, I don't know why you'd throw her under the bus. She probably had no idea what, what anything that was happening with that. She just was signed on to play this character, probably talked to Michael many times, and they probably, you know, had a, a good standing relationship for a bit. But, man, it's just really sad. Really sad to hear this, man. But, you know, karma's a bitch. And hopefully that family, the real family, is like, hey, maybe they'll pay, you know, get they're going to have to pay into this probably. I don't know. Hopefully they get what's coming. And then, of course, uh, we got this right here. So this is also interesting when it comes to the uh, WGA. And uh, obviously when they were talking about indie projects, indie projects were getting waivers to continue to move forward with production so they can actually, hey, we could do our thing. We're not under this. Can we get the waiver? And apparently there was a lot of productions that were trying to do that. Apparently when it came to Hollywood lawyers, I said this last week, a lot of Hollywood lawyers were working overtime because there were so many submittals to get waivers to continue productions, which kind of shows you a little bit of hypocrisy because it's like, well, you know, I thought people, you know, productions, everybody was on the side of all this and they were like, yeah, strike, strike, strike. But then they're like, yeah, but we want to keep working. Um, But anyways, this is what just got... uh, um, put out there today by Variety. SAG-AFTRA will no longer approve indie projects written under WGA contract. Uh-oh. Jeez, the plot thickens. This is no bueno right here. Are you guys kidding me here? What the hell is happening? So it says right here, SAG-AFTRA announced Monday that it will no longer grant uh, interim agreements to independent projects that were written under a Writers Guild of America contract. So hopefully there's a lot of them that didn't, but yeah, the union has already given permission for 207 independent projects to continue to film during the strike, including ones with stars like Jason Bateman, Anne Hathaway, and Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right. SAG-AFTRA argued that the agreement supported the strike because they involved independent producers who agreed to all the union's demands, but they have caused considerable backlash backlash within the union 
as some members felt they undermined the strike's overall impact. Monet's announcement was the first was the first concession backlash. Uh, sorry, the thing jumped because of ads. I should get an ad blocker right now. The union agreed that going forward, it will not approve projects that were written under a WGA contract and will be produced in the U.S. Uh-oh, so that's not good. Jeez, everything is just, seems like it's getting worse and worse when it comes to all this. <sighs> Figure it out, folks. Figure it out. They just, yeah. I mean, sometimes it is interesting because it's like, okay, unions, some people love them, some people hate them. It's all just absolutely crazy. But uh, that's, that's not good. It's not good. We were hoping for like an, I was hoping for like an independent film, you know, indie film boom that was going to like come out of this. But now they're like, nope, now these guys are going to be suffering, uh, suffering, suffering under this whole thing right here with a WGA contract. Just, uh, just absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. So hopefully they figure it out. You wrote a script, Ryan? What's going on, Fear Jason? Good to see you, buddy. Stop talking! <laughs> Jeez. This guy, my God, will you just, uh, I tell you what. Uh, when it comes to this, when it comes, <laughs> yeah, just stop talking. Fucking hard fact. Yeah, right? Fuck me, right? So when it comes to uh, Zachary Levi, he's in the news again. That's right. It almost is getting to the point, and I've been a defender of Zachary Levi. I've always said that. I, I know a lot of people hate him and think, like, just, you know, because of things that he's, he has said and people that he has looked up to that they just immediately just put him in a, in a certain box. I'm not like that. I think he's generally a nice, generally a nice guy. He seems like he's he is that, like, I could see, like, hanging out and having a great conversation with him or whatnot. But when it comes to everything that's when he shows up in the news, when he shows up on the feed, it's always just something where it's like, ah, zip it, zip it, stop it, stop it. And apparently, but I need more context. I do need more context. And, uh, you know, I, I the, basically I'm just going by what this quote actually say right here. But a new quote has surfaced from Zachary Levi that is talking about stop watching garbage Hollywood films, which, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I get that. You make a good point. Yeah, when it comes to garbage Hollywood films. But this is the quote right here. They know that once you've already bought the ticket and you're in the seat, they've got your money. The only way for us to change any of it is to not go to garbage, to garbage, to the garbage, I guess you could say. But I'm just kind of going like after. Uh, yeah, but it's like your movie flopped. So did the people already take that advice, already had that in their minds to not, they were like, that looks like garbage, so we're not going to it? Or are you, I don't know. It's just like one of those things. It's like one of those things where it's like, if you're going to say something like this, you got to, you can't really talk like this when your big superhero sequel flopped pretty hard. Then again, is he throwing shade at his superhero sequel that flopped really hard that's what i'm kind of wondering is is he kind of is he now i don't know and i'm just kind of going zachary man again maybe sometimes just real i don't know just relax a little bit on some of the stuff you're saying because it's gonna start rubbing people the wrong way and again it's like it's a little yeah like you said it's a little tone deaf a little bit when it comes to all all this uh because you know sometimes Going and watching garbage or it's just popcorn fun and, hey, you know, you go see a ridiculous movie that it, 
that you just want to shut your brain off. Sometimes that's okay. That's okay. There should be that. There should be garbage. There should be all of it. I, I, I like going to shitty movies sometimes. I, I, wa I enjoy watching shitty movies sometimes. There's nothing wrong with that. But then at the same time, I get what he's saying that, yeah, like flock to the, to the really good movies. But that's happening too, though. That does happen too. Look what's happening with Barbie and Oppenheimer. I mean, I didn't really like Barbie, but I loved Oppenheimer. And that movie, we'll be talking about box office, is killing just like Barbie is. It's killing in its own its own category, I guess you could say. But so, I mean, people are still flocking to the non-garbage movies, but there's, you know, it's still fun to see the garbage movies, discuss them, shit on them, do all that stuff. I mean, nobody sets out to make a garbage movie. I'm sure sometimes in the middle of it, because you've heard from actors and whatnot that just go like, yep, in the middle of it, they're just like, yeah, this is going to be a piece of shit. I mean, I think uh, Matt Damon just recently was interviewed where he was like, you know, during a movie, like he just knew it was going to be a piece of shit. I automatically thought it was the movie The Great Wall because that movie was a piece of shit. Uh, even though that was the first time we saw Pedro, pa or at least I saw Pedro Pascal. And I was like, hey, I like that guy. He's, a, he's, he's, I think he might be going places. Sure enough, Pedro Pascal is now everywhere. But, um, yeah, I mean, it just happens. But, I mean, nobody sets out to make a garbage movie. But sometimes, you know, look at the Meg, too. I mean, people, the critics did not like that at all. People were shitting all over it. And you know what? Sometimes it could be fun, right? But sometimes it's just like, ugh, Zachary, hold up. But he always, again, he always shows up in the media. And it's like, I mean, he's keeping his name out there. That's for damn sure. And then speaking of Barbenheimer... Speaking of Barbenheimer right here, when it comes to Barbie and Oppenheimer, so uh, this was kind of funny right here because discussing film brought up an interesting point right here. It said, although we're only eight months into the year, it already seems likely that Barbie and Oppenheimer can earn Best Picture nominations at the Oscars. This is probably going to happen. Barbie is most likely going to get nominated for the Academy Awards. Do I think that should be the case? Not really, because, again, I'm one of those that was like, eh, didn't really like it that much. Jokes didn't seem like there was really, I don't know. Like, I get why people like it. A lot of people were saying that Ryan Gosling deserves an Academy Award. I'm like, does he really? Doesn't seem like what he was doing was much of a stretch. He was just acting goofy the whole time. Which I like Goofy, Ryan Gosling. The Nice Guy is one of my all-time favorite fucking movies. Love that movie, and he did a way better job in that movie than he did Barbie. That's for damn sure. So I'm like, well, if he's going to get nominated for Barbie, he should have been nominated for The Nice Guys, because that is one of my, that is, that is my favorite Ryan Gosling movie. And then, of course, you have like a movie like Drive, which that was great, too. But I'm just like... This, the only thing that I was like worried about when I read this right here, I was just going, oh man, if Barbie does get nominated, if Greta Gerwig gets nominated for Best Director, she is totally gonna, she's totally gonna take that statue, isn't she? And Christopher Nolan is gonna get, he's gonna get that statue, he's not gonna get the statue again. We've been wanting Christopher Nolan to get that Best Director statue for how long now? And with Barbie coming out, and even though like the box office hasn't hurt his movie, I think his chances of getting that best director statue might not happen. They're probably going to be like, they're probably, if, if Barbie gets numerous nominations, I have a feeling it might clean house a little bit. And I'm going to be, I'm just going to go like, all right, because if what Christopher Nolan did to tell this story for, you know, a three hour biopic 
I'm sorry, but that is just just mind-boggling how he did that. When it comes to the Barbie movie, to me, it was like a two-hour Saturday Night Live sketch. That was that's what I that's what it felt like to me. Like I get why people like it, and I get like uh, and I and I and I like the fact that it was making fun of the patriarchy, essentially both sides of it, and I get that because it was like. It went over and above and beyond, and it was making fun of people that were like that. I, I did dig that, but overall, I'm like, ugh, ah, he's going to lose out again, isn't he? Isn't he? But we'll see what happens. Hey, we got Enosh here. What's going on, bud? Oh, Ryan Gosling's Ken song is going to probably get nominated. Ugh, I hope not. It's going to be a total joke if that happens. Total joke. Hey, Ben, why'd you, why'd you, why'd you retract your message? You afraid you're going to get some backlash for saying that Barbie is overrated? Huh? Huh? I'll even say it. It is. <laughs> nah, it's not. It's one of those movies. It's just one of those movies that's taken the world by storm. And I actually like the fact that it is. Okay, overrated. Okay, so he, you, you, you put it back. No, I mean, I think, you know, I, I think it's when people were saying that it's like so funny. That's where I go. I don't know. I just didn't like the jokes all that much. But hey, it's it's fine. It's fine. I'm not going to say that it's overrated. Um, I'm going to say that, you know, I think it's a cultural phenomenon. So I, th I don't think it's overrated. I just, yeah, just to me, I just didn't get the, I didn't get, I get the hype, but I didn't get the, I just wasn't all about the jokes. And I was like, Will Ferrell, come on, do something that makes me laugh. And he didn't, you know, it was just like one of those things. So anyways, moving along, let's see. All right, let's uh, let's talk about some Blue Beetle here. And uh, you know what? You're crying. I'm not crying. You're crying. God damn it. Did you guys see this video right here? Mr. Manuel Soto. He uh, released this video right here of uh, Mr. Mariduana, Mr. Sholo right here getting the role of Blue Beetle. And this is what it's all about here, folks. This is what it's all about. So you want to be Jaime or what? Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. See, welcome, Jaime. Oh, boy. <laughs> you are the Blue Beetle. You are the Blue Beetle. Because you are the Blue Beetle. Calling, calling his family. He's crying. Look at his face. He's praising his son for their son. I know, I was about to say, Ben, you want to translate? <laughs> But yeah, you get the idea, though. I mean, look at his look at the look at his face. He's just he can't hold back the tears. Just absolutely beautiful, you know. And then of course he blows they uh, blows him blows them a kiss okay. right there. So bye, there bye, you bye. go. Bye bye bye. <laughs> so there you go. Just like when uh, we saw Sasha Kaye get uh, get when when uh, Mushkieri zoomed in and told her that uh, she's playing Supergirl, you know? Same thing. You got to love that. You got to love that, man. So that's just cool stuff. And then, of course, uh, moving to this right here. So this is interesting because <laughs> last week we talked about how um, Soto uh, basically was saying that when, it, when, when he was asked by Brandon Davis of comicbook.com, basically going, all right, The Flash came out. We have a new Superman 
where does Blue Beetle sit, specifically when it comes to those characters? Did you have to do anything, tweak anything to make sure it was going to fit for the new DCU? And he basically was saying like, oh yeah, well, I think we were pretty good at not mentioning who it is, what Superman, what Flash, whatever the hell. And But now we got a different one. Now we got a different video right here, and uh, it's interesting. So here we go right here. So obviously you can see right here. So waking up in Mexico to the news that Snyder wants to see it too, a director that I respect so much, that his films, of course, and even Blue Beetle, there are some references to Man of Steel that we made out of the honor and respect for the work and art of Zack Snyder. So there's references to Man of Steel now. So after saying that, eh, you know, Superman and never, so now, but now all of a sudden we're getting a different, see, this is where it gets confusing. It's like, okay, at first we were saying that, oh yeah, there was not, no mention of what Superman. Now all of a sudden there's mentions of Man of Steel. So maybe somebody, some character, I don't know if it's the bad guy or one of the good guys, if it's George Lopez, his uncle, in the movie Jaime's uncle that mentioned what the the Black Zero event. Now it's kind of it just kind of gets uh it just kind of gets confusing. So now we're like okay so again <laughs> this is why this whole transition to the new DCU has been just very messy when it comes to the four movies that came out this year because now we have this where it's like okay so now it does take place in the Snyderverse. What is the reference? It's all just, eh. <laughs> when I saw this, I went, ah, man. What is happening with all this? So now it looks like there's going to be Man of Steel references. Oh, it's, it's, it's funny, too, because there's been plenty of clickbait headlines out there, too, saying that Henry Cavill Superman is coming back for a, a new DC project. I even saw it on my Google feed. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So, of course, uh, there's websites that are taking advantage of this very thing. So, yeah, guys, there you go. It's just, it's still messy. Still very messy. Somebody wipe it down. Wipe it down. But I'm still going to go see this. Yeah. Stop being confused. The DCU ends straight up with uh, Aquaman 2. Okay, I'll stop being confused, MSGT. I'll stop right now. All right, no longer confused. Thank you, MSGT. I just need to put that program into my brain. I'll stop being confused. No, this is confusing, okay? Because he was saying that the Superman had no particular Superman reference. It was just a Superman reference. And now they're saying that they reference Man of Steel, okay? So, yes, it's still going to be a little bit confusing when it comes to this. I get it. I get it. I get it, MSGT. I get it. <laughs> that it all fully ends when it comes to Aquaman 2. I get it. But this is a little confusing, yes. It just is. It is. Oh, I have the music on still. Shh, shh, shh. My bad. All right. <clears throat> Let's see here. Let me look at my notes, make sure I got everything, got all that. All right, we should be good. And now let's talk about the main topic here. Oh, yeah, and also another thing, too, I wanted to talk about, uh, well, briefly, because, you know, I mean, I, uh, I gave a, you know, r r raised my drink to, uh, the, to Maui. I mean, that whole thing has been devastating, devastating. And, you know, we have a, you know, obviously a, a, a vodka stream um, 
Well, you know, he doesn't show up that much anymore, but he used to show up a lot. And, you know, he's always welcome to it as Chris Wong Swenson. Doing okay. He doesn't live in that uh, the same island that the fires are on. But, man, that whole thing was uh, devastating. But, yeah, he was. it was just kind of funny today because good old, uh, good old, uh, good old uh, Biden pants, Biden poopy pants was asked about uh, about Maui, about the uh, the rising death toll. And, of course, he said, no comment. And then when, when I saw people that were like, I was on my feed and, and people were just saying like, well, that's fucked up that the president has no comment about this devastation that happened over here. I'm like, well, probably a good thing. Probably a good thing because if he were to actually comment, the motherfucker would probably say something about, yeah, man, don't I know, it's, it's terrible. We'll get those, those Japaneses for, uh, you know, bombing Pearl Harbor and causing all the fires, man. That's right. We'll get them. <coughs> He'd probably say something like that. So probably a good thing he said no comment. And you better believe that his puppeteers were like, don't say anything, say no comment, please, for the love of God, don't say anything. Because he probably would say something way worse Way worse. Let's face it. Brain's not all there. So, but anyways, devastation. Devastation was, uh, it's just terrible. It's just absolutely terrible. And there's terrible things happening. Uh, Jason Momoa reposted somebody uh, talking about how real estate agencies and rich people are trying to buy up land from all the people who lost their homes on the land. It's all a shit show, man, when it comes to a lot of the stuff. All of absolute shit show. So anyways... <clears throat> Man, doing that Biden impression made my voice go, you know. Harami, what are you talking about, man? That's what, that's what we're talking about, man. Grand Canyon's the ninth wonder of the world, man. And we got, oh, fuck. Boy. All right, where am I at here? Let's do that. Okay, let's do this. No, hold on. Sorry. Okay, we're good. Ugh. But yeah, he's uh, he's definitely not. Uh, yeah, yeah, Biden's definitely not doing the the greatest job when it comes to at least that. All right, let's talk about Wonder Woman three. What the hell is happening with Wonder Woman three? My God, how many times do we have to talk about this? And I'm going to talk about it yet again. And I'm going to have to reiterate, I'm going to have to talk about just basically what I've been talking about pretty much for the past year when it comes to this whole situation. You guys have heard me many times, and I'm just going to do a, a, a brief little recap. And I know we talked about it in the Vodka stream, but of course, this article that just that came out came out on Thursday. So naturally, I was like, all right, let's talk about this again. And then, of course, just thinking about it again, I wanted to to just, you know, let's let's approach it again, because obviously the time, you know, the Twitter timeline was a mess. Everything was kind of a mess. Um, so back, obviously back in like what, January or whenever the hell it was. Well, obviously, when when James Gunn got DC Studios and it was released that they weren't going to be moving forward with Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman 3, automatically everybody was like, OK, if Patty's out, Gal is out. And that's what a lot of people thought. That's what I thought. That's what I was even hearing, that it was basically going to be a duo. If she's out, if it's going it, it's to, it's, it's a package. It's a package of both of them, essentially. But then again, you just never know what could happen in Hollywood. Because if Gal really loves the character so much, she could be like, well, I'm not going to use the script. And maybe 
a fallout could have happened in behind the scenes. Who knows? And then maybe Gal would want to continue on even without her. So obviously when all that happened, I was going to be one of the things I kept on saying was like, well, she's going to have some cameos in future movies. We know she's going to be in Shazam 2. We know she's going to be in The Flash. So let's see how she reacts to those cameos. Will she promote it, support those movies? Let's see what happens. So Shazam comes out. No promotion, no conversation, no discussion at all. The Flash comes out. No discussion, no promotion, nothing at all when that comes out. Nothing. When Fast X comes out and she has a cameo in that, she talks about it. She goes, oh, my God, return to the family and blah, 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 blah. Now, that is a little different, sure, because now she's returned to this big, huge family and she'll be in the sequel. But that's what I'm getting to, to there, folks. She's going to be in a future movie. Huh? She's going to be in a future movie. When it comes to the other two, maybe it's because she's not going to be in any future movies. That's just the way I was thinking when it came to that. Now, it could have been something in her contract, some kind of, you know, logistics in her contract where she wasn't going to talk about it. I don't know. But then, of course, a few weeks ago, when before, like, obviously this, these interviews happened before the strike happened, comicbook.com released a little tidbit when asking her about Wonder Woman, of course she loves. She says she loves playing Wonder Woman, praises all that. And again, I just go, well, why didn't you talk about it when you had you played Wonder Woman in two movies, two cameos in two movies, yet you didn't talk about it? You love the character so much, yet you didn't talk about it. It was just kind of weird. And then it said that she met with uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran, and they're going to be developing Wonder Woman 3. That, of course, is absolutely true that they met, because James Gunn even talked about it, too. We saw him respond to people. Yes, that part is true. Now, people are going, someone's lying. And then, of course, if you hate James Gunn, he's, of course, lying about everything. There are people out there that just absolutely hate the man so much, the man could just watch out and be like, hey, this guy, look at how blue it is. He's like, that's fuck. No, that's an off... Blue, that's haze. That's, yeah, you're lying. No matter what, there's always going to be that. And then, of course, you have the opposite side that is going, oh, yeah, gal's lying. She's out. Why is she even saying that? And blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and then, of course, people are like, the people who are all about the new DCU just are like, yeah, let's get her out of there. We don't need her anymore. So the way I'm looking at it is I don't think there's so much, there's lying going on. Again, I'm just kind of going like, hey, Guys, I think they're put, she's putting pressure to get out, you know, she's, she's still supposed to be under contract, essentially. She wants to get paid out and then prop, most likely leave. And you guys know how it was, like, when we were talking about how there's a possibility of a Wonder Woman, like, if they were to put it in the Elseworlds category, maybe that would be a better approach as opposed to her being in the DCU. Now, I'm not one of those people that if it does, in fact, happen... I would be okay with it. I'm like, all right, if she's the, if she's going to show up in the DCU, fine. But you guys got to remember, there's not going to be any Justice League assembling that's going to be happening for a long time. And the only Wonder Woman project that's going to be out there is Paradise Lost, which is not going to even really, not going to include her. It's going to be a total prequel. We'll probably see Baby Diana, and it's probably going to be different than what we saw in Wonder Woman 1. So... Again, there's like so much time that there would actually be before there would be another Wonder Woman 3. And again, it would just, it would, to me, it would just, just have to be its own separate thing because it just, I don't know. Then again, we haven't seen the, the rest of Chapter 1. We don't know what Chapter 2 is. It's all just a complete, like, just shit show when it comes to all this. But again, we got this article 
we got this article. So, and this is what everybody's freaking out about. And this is what's, this is what's funny about the fandom is the fact that anytime one of these articles come out, when you are not, when you don't like what's happening, you're automatically going to believe it. And that's what I kept seeing on Thursday and Friday. It's just, everybody just immediately goes, this is true. Even though, but if it's something that, you know, goes against what they like, they would say, ah, it's an unnamed source. It's an unnamed source. So what the hell? It, it is kind of funny to watch how fandom is online because how you feel about it is how you're going to feel about this information. So let's pull up the article right here that got everybody in a, got everybody's panties in a little twisty. Wonder Woman 3 won't fly in the new DC universe despite Gal Gadot teasing development plans. Is a third one? Yeah, not quite. Despite recent comments from Gal Gadot, Claiming DC heads James Gunn and Peter Saffron told her they would develop Wonder Woman 3 together. Sources with knowledge of the situation tell Variety that is not the case. According to the sources, a third Wonder Woman film is not in development at DC Studios, nor do, do Gunn and Saffron have plans at this time for any Wonder Woman project in the new DC universe other than their previously announced Paradise Lost prequel series for Max. Gal first suggested that Wonder Woman 3 might not be fully dead in an interview with comicbook.com. I love portraying Wonder Woman. That's what we were talking about. It's close to my heart. And then, of course, said all of that. The actor made potential future... Uh, the, the, uh, the actor made a potential future for Wonder Woman 3 appear even more likely during a recent published profile by Flaunt Magazine. In this interview, Gal Gadot, she was assured by Gunn and Saffron under one, you know, talking about that. I was invited to the to a meeting with James Gunn and Peter Saffron. You're in the best hands. We're going to develop Wonder Woman 3 with you. We love you as Wonder Woman. You've got nothing to worry about, so time will tell. Yeah, she. I, I think she's putting the pressure on. I think, I don't think, it's, it's, God, Hollywood's such a weird thing. Such a weird thing, because like everything I was saying at the beginning, you know, how much she loves the character, yet mentioned nothing about the two cameos this year. That's where I just, that's where I scratch my head and just kind of go, wait a minute. There's something weird here. Now, when it comes to James Gunn and Peter Saffron, could they have lied or fluffed? I always like to say fluff. It seems like when it comes to Hollywood and you see quotes and you hear things, even from James Gunn, I was like, yeah, there's fluff right there. Meeting went well. Wonder Woman 3. I don't know. It's kind of hard to determine, like, who lied. Like, I'm looking at this from, like, equal. I'm, like, right at the center, just kind of looking at both. You know? It's like, yeah, it would be smart to keep Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Because James Gunn himself said, you know, keep the things that work, that have worked. And she's worked, I mean, regardless of how anybody thinks about Wonder Woman 84. But it's like, well, you should probably keep her because she seems to be like this generation's Wonder Woman. Do something. But then you have the same time. It's like when, when they were talking about that and maybe they were, you know, and then maybe she's doing a little fluffing herself. You know, we can't say that she's not. She's a businesswoman. She totally is. She has a brand. So she totally is also a businesswoman, too. And her saying what she has said in these two interviews, yeah, adds a little bit of pressure. Adds some pressure. Do you think that's the exact comments that they made to, go, to, to, to her? 
Probably not. There's probably a little fluff there too. Again, fluff. There's fluff all over the place when it comes to all this stuff. There's absolute fluff. James Gunn fluffed Ben Affleck. Remember? Oh, that sounded weird. <laughs> he fluffed Ben Affleck. He had a little fluff with Ben Affleck. Oh, somebody clipped that one out. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Yeah, you use the, uh, the term fluff, and then we go back to that porno term of fluffing. That's right. James Gunn fluffed Ben Affleck. Boing. Anyways. Oh, there we go. There's uh, something for a laugh right there. No, but uh, there was some fluffing going on when it came to James Gunn mentioned, and, I, and it, this was what was funny when it came to Twitter and, and uh, people that were talking about this, and they were saying that, oh, he lied about Ben Affleck. He lied about Ben Affleck, okay? He, and I'm like, no, he did not lie about meeting with Ben Affleck. I think he fluffed the fact that it was like, he added fluff to the fact that, was, oh, yeah, you know, Ben Affleck said he wanted to, like, do something with us and maybe like help with this new DCU. And I took it as, okay, yeah, maybe at one point it was because that rumor was going all over the place. We even talked about it here that yes, that it seemed like Ben Affleck might be directing Batman Brave of the Bold or he might be doing the authority or something. And I was even hearing the same thing that meetings were happening and things were happening when it came to James Gunn and Ben Affleck. And then all of a sudden it was like, nope, it didn't, it didn't work out. And then we had an interview or something with, uh, with Ben Affleck that says like, oh yeah, I'm not going to do anything with, um, with, uh, with James Gunn. And then immediately everybody was like, oh no, he lied. It's like, no, he didn't, he didn't lie. The meetings happened. God knows what happened in those meetings. And again, you just never know when people are just kind of just either adding pressure. And I think as a businesswoman herself who has a brand, I think she's just continuing to add pressure to any kind of negotiations or anything that's going to be happening with this franchise that she helped build. That's the way I'm kind of looking at it. She's looking out for herself. She got screwed over by the old regime. And then when things that are happening now, obviously Cavill got screwed over, not coming back. And then Affleck is just not coming back. So it was like, all right. So we all just assumed that Gal wasn't going to come back. But then there was maybe mention like, hey, we could still keep you. But then maybe like the terms of, what was going to be happening with her character she didn't like. Maybe she's just adding some pressure. And it's like, hey, either keep me or pay me out to leave. Businesswoman, which is good. Adding the pressure. That's the way I'm kind of looking at it right now. Thank you, Droga, for the $2 super chat. First Cavill, now Gal. Who's next, Keanu? <sighs> you can't look at it like that, Droga. There was no contracts. There was no contract for Cavill. There was no contract for Keanu. Again, it's all business. When they put things out into the media, it, when they say development, you can't take it seriously. You really can't take it seriously. That's the thing. You can't. Keanu doesn't have a contract right now to play Constantine. Cavill didn't have it. He was promised, and I keep on saying this, he was promised. He was promised from, obviously, the, the, the regime... Uh, obviously, DeLuca and Abdi wanted to work with him. And then, sure, Dwayne Johnson, Seven Bucks Productions, wanted him to be back as Superman. So it was promised. But then, of course, things changed. And Gunn was like, I ain't doing this. Doing my own thing. So you got to look at it like that. It's all, it's all a crazy business thing. I had another super chat, right? Oh, yeah, MSGT. Liked Barbie. Loved the Zack Snyder Justice League joke. The whole family looked at me and laughed. That's good. Sorry. Thank you for that $5 super chat there. So... All right. So, I mean, that's just what's going on. What's going on, Andre? 
Uh, Gunn needs to do a full reboot of the DCU, in my opinion. I think that's what he's doing. I think that's what he's kind of trying to do. I think with the Suicide Squad, it doesn't really matter because it's the Suicide Squad. But, yeah. He just, uh, his whole thing's just kind of messy, but I think, uh, I think Gal is just taking it upon herself to put some pressure because she knows how to do business because she's a businesswoman. That's the thing. I think that's what people fail to realize in this whole back and forth when everybody wants to take a side. And I'm sitting there going, all right, what's going on here? We got two business people trying to do something here with this messy DC universe. And it's like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm like, all right, I'm kind of supporting a little bit of both here. I think she deserves either another movie and you should put it in the Elseworlds category or you just pay her out. And then she does her own thing, which she is. She just had her new movie come out, Heart of Stone, which I did watch over the weekend. I plan on giving you guys a review of Heart of Stone, as well as Spider-Man Lotus, that controversial fan film. I'm going to give you guys a review on that on Wednesday, so look forward to that. So she's got other plans happening. You know, the Cleopatra movie's also happening. She's got other plans. Sequels to uh, Red, whatever the hell that was, with Dwayne Johnson. And then you got James Gunn, who is trying to do something and trying to correct things that have happened prior and basically going like, all right, what can work? What can't I don't, I have to like, you know, take it over here because of the, 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 just the, the fuckery that happened with that old regime. That's why I don't blame him for just wanting to just wipe the slate clean. But then of course people get upset when there's, cause there was talks today from a scooper, which I love it when scoopers say something very obvious. It's like, there's a scooper out there that said, I can confirm that Margot Robbie is returning as Harley Quinn. <laughs> look at me. Look at me, the scooper. I just gave you a scoop. Fuck you. Fuck you. Really? I think everybody assumed that. I can confirm that too. I can also confirm that you're a douchebag. Good job. Running out of scoops there, there? Yeah, you are. Shut up. Anybody could have scooped that. It's like, yeah. Especially now, Margot Robbie's like, she's going to be making $50 million from Barbie alone. Her movie, she's got the biggest movie of the fucking summer, going to be the biggest movie of 2023. Yes, of course. Yes, Keeper is Harley Quinn. Fine. Suicide Squad could be in its own thing. It's always like a constantly, if you read the comic books, the team never stays the same. It's always fluctuating. It's always somebody else in there and whatever the hell. They're called the Suicide Squad for shit's sake. <clears throat> Red Notice, thank you. I was like, Red something. I almost said Red Planet. But I was like, no, not the Val Kilmer movie. What are you talking about there? All right. But yeah, that's just the way I'm looking at it. You got two business people trying to do something. And yeah, I think there's just some fluff that's happening on both ends. You don't like Margot as Harley anymore? I feel like she doesn't care or understand the character. You feel like she doesn't care. Doesn't understand the character. Seemed like she was okay with the... I don't know. I think she totally understands the character. To me. <clears throat> at least with the suicide... I mean, her. I, I love her fight scene in the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Birds of Prey. I had some good moments, but wasn't the biggest fan of that. But speaking of Suicide Squad... Da -da -da David Ayer! God, I love this guy. And again, David... Vodka stream. Want to come on and talk about some things? Let's talk about some things. 
Let's talk about this. Uh, but yeah, David Ayer. Oh my God. Well, I mean, this is uh, he's been tweeting a lot, and this is going to go back to Thursday again. It seems like things happen on Thursday, and I'm like, oh crap. I guess I'll talk about it on the Vodka stream and then, of course, talk about it on here. And we'll do a recap because, yes, we did talk about it on the Vodka stream. But just in case you didn't see that, we'll do a little bit of recap. But uh, when it came to, of course, you know, he's been tweeting a lot about the air cut, posting behind the scenes images, uh, props and everything. He's been doing a lot of that, which is great. We love it when he does that kind of stuff. But uh, he did tweet out something. He quote tweeted somebody. He basically quote tweeted somebody and uh People got upset. People got big time upset when it came to who he quote tweeted and what he said. And basically he was just somebody was saying like, you know, this person right here who apparently is not the best person, but David Ayer didn't know it. And I love it how fans just assume that David Ayer should know it again. Directors, these people that are here that we looked up to, they are not on Twitter as much as you. Okay, you're on Twitter 24-7 and, of course, have screenshots and everything and know everything and who the bad people are, who the good people are. Yes, sure. But David Ayer is out there creating movies, creating content, making things. Yes, he jumps on Twitter, spends a little time, and then he logs off. So he's not going to know everything that, that happens when it comes to this, when it comes to everything. So the fact that people got upset about him... Basically, quote tweeting somebody that says like, you know, that they, they said that, you know, the fan base from a certain director is going to come for you. And then he said, oh, yeah, the vultures are already circling. So then, of course, naturally, people in the fandom got offended, got offended. And it was funny because I was defending David Ayer. And I'm like, do you guys really think he knew what the hell he was talking about? And I'm like, and if you're offended by it, maybe you should internalize that a little bit. Because did you have you? dogpiled on David Ayer because you don't like the fact that he is supporting the new DCU. He's supporting Blue Beetle. He is supporting James Gunn. Do you not like, if you don't like that and you helped with the dogpiling because he's been dogpiled on by these fans many times before for doing this. And that's who he was talking about. So if you are part of that, maybe you should internalize that a little bit. I'm just saying, internalize that because you shouldn't get offended. If you have not done that, he's not talking about you. That's not who he was talking about. He clarified it, too. He ended up clarifying. He had to, like, come back on later that day. I think it was on, yeah, on Thursday, because I remember when I was driving home from the comedy show, I was looking at his tweets, and he was trying to figure out, like, why am I being dogpiled on again? And it was just, and then, of course, the person that he quote tweeted, yeah, apparently he's a piece of shit. I had no idea who this person was. And then, of course, people, of course, because they're on Twitter 24-7, they had screenshots and all this stuff, and they were like, look at this, look at that, this person. I'm like, okay, I didn't know that. I assume he didn't know that either. So, yeah, okay, that person's garbage. But he didn't know that. So ridiculous. So there was that part. But he's been dogpiled on so many times about things. And it's just like, it's absolutely ridiculous that he is, obviously. And there's people that were just basically saying like, oh, yeah, uh, good luck on trying to get your uh, your cut out. I mean, I even had somebody today that was saying like, that was basically like uh, people were saying, I saw a tweet today that said, you know, if the, the Ayer cut would have already been released by now if it wasn't for David Ayer. Like, what the hell? You're now, I mean, they have turned on David Ayer. It is absolutely insane that they've turned on him. 
Let's see. I'm trying to. I'm scrolling through air stuff, but we don't need to go too far back. I think that's all right. Where are we at here? Okay, now we don't have to go that far back. We could start with the uh, the concept art. We have concept art that he's been posting out there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He does a lot of po he does a lot of retweeting. When he comes on, he does a lot of retweeting. And a lot of uh, army stuff. Okay, well, um, yeah, where the hell is that one? Jesus Christ, I can't find things. God, Dave, you, 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 you tweet a lot. All right. I'm trying to find that first. God damn it. All right. Sorry. He does, he does retweet a lot of things. I'm trying to find that Joker concept art. I need to scroll, 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 scroll. There it is. Jeez. All right. So original intent. So basically he started off with this. So we got concept art right here, a bunch of freaking uh, skulls that are hovering around the Joker right here. And that's what and he just basically captioned this to original intent. So basically, this was not going to be in the final movie, but there was an idea of Enchantress doing some crazy shit when it came to her powers and the Joker, of course, being a part of it. Okay. So then we continue to scroll. And then here, I mean, again, this is what he's talking about. He said, why are so many people committed to misunderstanding everything? Why on earth would I call what I call cool, supportive and positive fans vultures? To me, a vulture is someone who jumps on posts seeking to create divisiveness, drama and sling and to sling venom. The negativity is just sad. It's not fun. This stuff is supposed to be something we can all share and enjoy. Like I said earlier, I simply cannot keep track of all the basm, uh, whatever the hell that word is, and profile. Goddamn, big words there. I'm trying to talk fast and I can't do it. Parties of the fandom. Can we get back to enjoying movies, please? Yes. And to anyone I offended with the vulture label, I bow my head and apologize. Unless, of course, they have been pushing negativity. Let's stop with the pearl clutching and fake drama, please. And this person deleted their tweet. They deleted their tweet. So that's what I'm talking about right there. He cannot keep track of all this BS. So if you were offended and you were slinging your dung at David Ayer, fuck you. Simple as that. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to read fast, and all of a sudden it was like, ah, big words. Brain can't process. I'm not that smart, you know? What could I say? Uh, let's see here. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Man, he has retweeted a lot. Yeah, he put that too. Hey, look at that. He saw that. on yeah, Somebody uh, tweeted that out. That's pretty sweet. Where's that other picture? God damn. So we got right here. We got the uh, the suitcase. We got the suitcase that is showing uh, Harley Quinn's case right there. We got some bats. We got the mallet. We got the gesture suit in there. We got some bras. It looks like an American flag is there. Trying to see if there's any other Easter eggs. So that's pretty sweet. We got the Fleur camera. So that's uh, Suicide Squad right there. That's pretty sweet. We got... Uh, Katana's mask. We got Karen's mask. So that's pretty cool. What else we got? Where's that other piece of concept art? There it is. 
So here we go right here. Look at this. Look at this. So there's another piece of concept art we have not seen. It shows Enchantress doing some crazy, crazy shit right here. And his caption says this. It's just concept art. It ain't that deep. Again, it ain't that deep. Another thing that fans need to realize, concept art is just something that they, were, they had an idea beforehand. Some people are now going to think that this shot is in the air cut because they don't think. They don't think. But yeah, it ain't that deep. The idea was Enchantress was altering the reality around her and changing the environment. The Joker image is a simple take on that concept. Here's more. So the Joker concept was all the skulls that was Enchantress creating that. And then she was going to do something like that too. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then here's that tweet right here that somebody said, we could have seriously gotten the air cut in 2019 if air played his cards right. It's a damn shame. Oh, my God. So this, this guy right here, whatever the hell, doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. And he said, sure, okay. And now he's trying, and that's the thing. The people that hate the fact that he's supporting the DCU and James Gunn, he's trying to get his air cut by supporting all what's happening right now because that's what you do. He's being a businessman himself. Let's see. Oh, yeah, he also, somebody even said, like, if given the choice, what comic book character or characters would you most likely to uh, write and direct a film about, if any? He said, not saying. Ooh, so a lot of people are rubbing their chin, like, maybe he might be directing a new one in the new DCU. That would, oh, yeah, then there, the certain people would just totally flip on all that, so... Um, and then he brought this up right here. So this actually, okay, so the Enchantress was an alien invader. And never part of the native culture of the Pantheon here, or the Pantheon here. She was a bad guy, and she was defeated in ancient times, only to reappear elsewhere. So Enchantress, not being some mythical god or whatever, you know, all that kind of stuff, an alien. We've heard this concept before. We have heard this concept before, and guess what? This person nailed it right here. Holy shit, that matches Zack's Aliens God's theology of the Snyderverse. Just like Zeus and Ares were survivors of an ancient Kryptonian scout ship of Man of Steel, Enchantress is an alien, Apocalyptian, who was worshipped as a deity. You're melting my mind. And David Ayer said, exactly. So even David Ayer was working with Zack when they had the concept that there was a possibility that Amazonians were actually Kryptonians. Remember, it was talked about at full circle. But it was an idea that just didn't come to fruition. And I know a lot of people are like, ah, well, look at what we could have had. But at the same time, maybe it just didn't work. You know, we got to, like, let go. It's just concepts. It's ideas. Happens all the time. And sometimes they don't work. I mean, it sounds like a cool idea. It really does. But apparently, yeah, David Ayer was going to be working with that, too, when it came to Enchantress. Pretty sweet. And then, uh, of course, talking about right here, YWB said uh, Suicide Squad seemed like Deadpool. That, uh, that's totally false. Seeing your post, we were robbed so bad. And then he said they did their best to engineer it into Deadpool. So turning Suicide Squad into Deadpool. Around the time when all of uh, this started to develop, uh, at least that slate of filmmakers from Comic-Con 2016, did you all have a lunch or a meeting of some sort and just discuss what you guys 
We're going to do plans, stories, ideas. There was an extensive coordination at first. Ah, that's right. There was a brain trust. Zach, Ben, Ray, James, Gun not James Gunn, but James Wan. James, Patty, they were all, David, I mean, they were all, there was a coordination that was happening that was feeding off of what Zach was, you know, putting the foundation for. And let's see, do we have anything else? Or is that it? Oh, yeah, then he talks about Final Cut. He talks about that. It's at WB's discretion that what cut of the movie gets released, no matter what the director says, unless there are certain contract stipulations, which many directors don't get. And he says, correct. It's normal for Final Cutting Authority to be established in the contracts. Contractual Final Cut is virtually unheard of and usually has caveats like running time and format. So basically just confirming that, yeah, he didn't have Final Cut authority. And then he says, no, Apocalypse was Jack Kirby, Enchantress was Ostrander's creation. But she was of non-Earth origin. The original Suicide Squad storyline was she was under control of the mother box. Jack Kirby was an incredible artist and creator. Look at all the things his work has become. A true giant. And then, of course, true giant and all this. And I don't know who that is, somebody who doesn't like me because I can't see their tweet. Um, we just talked about Jack Kirby yesterday on DC Fanimated. Hopefully you guys check that out. Did a little, uh, you know, a short talking about uh, Jack Kirby because he's just freaking awesome. I think that's pretty much it when it comes to a lot of the Suicide Squad talk. So there you go. Tweeting. Keep tweeting, Dave. Do it. Keep tweeting. But yeah, I'm just saying, I mean, there are people that are just not happy with him. And, I, you know, and it sucks, too, because, you know, and I remember somebody in my mentions was like basically blaming David Ayer for not having the Ayer cut out right now. And it's just I, I again, I love it when fans just assume they know everything. And you got to not look at it like that. You got to figure out like, okay, this is not the same. This is not like the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut was, a, it, again, it's a culture phenomenon. I mean, it, it, it went out there. It's mainstream. Everybody talks about release the so-and-so cut now anytime something happens. It's something that's never been, that's never happened before. It's absolutely crazy. And it blew up. It absolutely blew up. But then we also got to take in that it was a different situation. And look what happened. When it came to, I mean, obviously Zach made Man of Steel, then BVS, and then the reaction to Man of Steel, the studio started interfering with BVS a little bit. And then after the reaction to BVS, they really started interfering with Justice League. And then what happened with Justice League, a tragedy and all that stuff, he walked away, and then they completely turned it into something else. So it's not exactly the same. And the campaigns and the support for it is not as big, sure. I wish it was bigger, but sadly, it's not quite as big. But I think I just think there's hope because, again, what he said in the tweets, too, is the fact that James Gunn, when he met with James Gunn, and of course, a lot of people just assume that James Gunn's lying, but he met with James Gunn saying like, hey, discussions went well. There'll be a time and a place when we share it. And from what I gathered, and I think other people are talking about it, too, is 10 year anniversary is coming up in three years. Maybe it'll get released in some kind of special director's cut edition when it comes to that. We'll see. So, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Yes, I'm a double agent for Marvel. I hated it when they did that in Thor. Sounds cool, but I don't know how to feel about it. Oh, okay. What's going on, RJ? Good to see you, bud. I don't understand why people turn on the directors. I know. Well, it's because they're not getting what they want. Everybody has a narrative when it comes to certain things. 
and they just keep those narratives. Yara, good to see you, by the way. Um, they keep those narratives in their head, and they hate it when... I mean, how many people hated it that Zach supported Blue Beetle? A lot of people did. They assumed this is... This is how fans are. And I love it when fans, because they've done this before. Some of these uh, really loud fans, like they uh, assume that Zach had his account hacked or he was paid or something like that to support Blue Beetle. I'm like, so again, you're projecting weakness onto Zach. Like he got manipulated. That, that's been said before too. Like for some reason, there was like a whole big stink about the title because everybody wanted the title to be Snyder Cut because that's what we've been fighting for. That's what we've been fighting for. Again, you've just been beating the shit out of your keyboards. That's all you've been really doing, okay? Let's not make it sound like you're on an actual fucking battlefield, okay? You've been still just sitting in a chair that you probably had for 16 years that has your ass print on it and you've just been beating your keyboard. Let's not make it sound like you've been doing a lot of warrior type stuff but it's like so when it comes to like oh yeah so they project this like weakness on i'm like oh yeah they, they you know tpz manipulated zach to turn it into zach snyder's justice league i'm like are you kidding me that was like a thing at one point it was like are you kidding me that was a boss fucking move he said you know what I'm going to put my fucking name on it like John Carpenter does, like Quentin Tarantino does. We're going to be, I'm going to put my name in front of this goddamn thing. And there was fans that rallied against it and thought he was manipulated. So then when it comes to the Blue Beetle thing, it's like, no, he did it out of the kindness of his heart. And he's totally genuine. You better believe he's taking his family to go see that. Whew. All right. Droga, if Margot Robbie said release the air cut, that would be huge and could possibly help. Yep. But... Odds are she's probably told not to. She's probably told not to. Why do some people hate TPZ? Isn't it obvious? They literally got invited to Zach's house. Anybody who Zach has associated, that's why people hate me. They're, it's, it's jealousy. It's absolute jealousy. TPZ, like, full circle, they got to, like, before Zach's under justly, they had lunch with him and Ray. It's all just jealousy, man. <clears throat> Not hard to figure out there, young squire. All right. Barbie, 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 Barbie. This movie cannot be stopped. It is number one at the box office yet again. It just can't be stopped. But number two, of course, is Oppenheimer. You'll love to see it, but that's the box office this weekend right here. Man, 33.8, uh, 36. I mean, look at the drops. The drops have been just low, 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 low. And it's kind of funny because Oppenheimer got more screens. So that's pretty interesting. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 15.2. Uh, let's look at that one first. I'm, I'm curious, where is Teenage Mutant? Okay, not quite 100 million yet, but uh, the budget was, sm was uh, low on that one. But uh, Barbie, of course, sitting at... 1.2 million dollars that's right this thing cannot be stopped i'm wondering where it's going to round out but when it comes to oppenheimer baby this is what's great i mean i think this is more of a feat because it's going to be it's basically going to be creeping up to 700 million and apparently according to it, it does break a record because no other r-rated biopic has ever gotten this high so it's the highest one right there and then when it comes to r-rated movies highest grossing it's like in the top 10 right now so it's going to keep on moving up and up and up and you love to freaking see it but god damn it give him the freaking oscar nothing against greta but please give give him the oscar please but yes in results 
This is going to give a significant payday to Margot Robbie. Apparently, according to Variety, Margot Robbie will earn $50 million in salary and box office bonuses. Probably even more than that because she is a producer on it. So, uh, nice pearl necklace. Um, anyways, um, so, yeah, she's going to get a huge payout, which is, you know, well-deserved. Good on her. She believed in the movie. She pitched the movie, and she helped craft the movie to what it is. And, of course, I thought she did a great job in it. But you better believe that just like when it was announced that Dwayne Johnson with his next movie was going to have incentives and all that stuff that was going to make his salary go $50 million, you better believe that maybe she's, all of a sudden we're going to hear a report that Margot Robbie donated, you know, a, a good, a nice little, you know, seven-figure, some seven-figure money at the, uh, at the SAG-AFTRA Foundation to, you know, help the actors who are not currently working right now. You better believe we're probably going to hear about that because, yes, as much as uh, this is great for Margot Robbie, wow, $50 million, you know, especially, you know, because she's female. Um, because, yeah, obviously when it came to Dwayne Johnson, he got backlash. She's getting praised. But I'm like, yeah, but soon it's going to turn into backlash, and then we're going to probably hear about a report about her donating just to, like, help that out. So, which she probably will anyways, because why not? Do it. She's, she's, she's got a good heart. She'll do that. But, yeah, good on her. Good on Barbie. Good on Oppenheimer. All this stuff. Uh, but then we got Blue Beetle coming out this week, which we'll, we'll be talking about Blue Beetle. Um, we'll be talking about Blue Beetle reviews and box office definitely on uh, on Wednesday. So let's see what that's all about. Oh, Rachel Zegler. That's right. My buddy. Yeah, my buddy, Rachel. Yeah, that's right. I know you guys remember. And if, and if some of you don't remember, yes, she uh, quote tweeted one of my tweets calling me out. This was a few months ago. This is before Shazam came out? Yeah, right? Or around Shazam? I don't know. I think it was before. Because obviously she was in Shazam, and, you know, she just kind of brought up in an interview that uh, she walked up to Adam Brody and told him that she had a huge crush on him when she was a kid. And I just thought, wow, way to make things awkward. And I made that, I made that comment because, yeah, it is kind of awkward. It'd be even more awkward if Adam Brody walked up to Helen Mirren and said that. You better believe it. When, you know, when it's flipped, it gets even more awkward. But, you know, it's fine. And then she called me out, which is fine. Go ahead, call me out. That was a fun day. It was a fun day. I was like, bring it. Bring it, you freaking simps. You Rachel Zegler simps. Come on. Who wants some? I didn't care. It was funny, but no big deal. It's whatever. But so there's been something that's been roaming around. There's a video of like a, like a montage of her talking about Snow White, which is funny because these interviews have been out there for a bit. So but I want to before we get into those videos, one of the things that what's interesting about Rachel Zegler, I don't even know if I'm saying her name right. I probably not. I, I butcher names all the time. But what's interesting about her and just kind of diving into her career because she kind of just came out of nowhere. And, and, and to me, she just came out of nowhere. And I know like on the Vodka stream last Friday, there was like talk about where she actually, um, where she came from when, it, when she, before she like became like this movie star. And it's interesting. And I, you know, and I want to bring this up because she has a very interesting career. So when it comes to her, how her career started when it came to acting and singing, she has a great voice, by the way. I'll give her that. A great voice. She was very much into musicals like stage 
all that, you know, theater and everything. And she did a lot of musicals when it came to Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, uh, Shrek. She did a lot of those stuff. Les Miserables, Legally Blonde, all that. She did all that. And then, of course, where she got basically, I guess you could say, discovered is she had a YouTube channel where she did covers of two Lady Gaga songs, Shallow and A Star is Born. That blew her up. And then all of a sudden it's like, all right, so Steven Spielberg was like, hey, I'm doing West Side Story, so let's get her. She's got the, she's got the, the pipes to do it. Okay, cool. So did that. So then she went from that movie, got cast in Shazam, DC Machine, DC Superhero Sequel. Okay, now she's in Shazam. Sweet. And then after that, she got cast in the prequel to Hunger Games. And that's going to be coming out later this year. And then after that, she got cast as Snow White. Disney Machine. Okay? Snow White. And then after that, Paddington. <laughs> Third movie of a beloved franchise. You guys see where I'm getting at here? <laughs> Has she done anything original? <laughs> anything. She got discovered by covering two songs, and then she went from franchise, or like a remake, which didn't do well at the box office, but awards, it did get awards, it got nominated. She got put into that, and then she went to Shazam, Hunger Games, Snow White, Paddington. It's like, it's time to, ugh. I'm not trying to throw shade. It's interesting. Hey, good on her. Good on her. Okay, good on her success but i'm just kind of going man she is just she just got pulled out of like theater and youtube into the franchise machine right away and i'm just kind of saying just being pulled into that real quick could just i mean she could fall out of it real quick because let's face it shazam hunger games is that gonna even make a splash do anybody care about hunger games the prequel to hunger games maybe it will Maybe it will. I'll check it out. I'll see it. Snow White, that's where the problem is lying right here. Because a lot of people were not too happy. And it's funny, again, because a lot of these interviews, a lot of these interviews have already been out there, but somebody made a montage and then apparently it just spread like wildfire on TikTok. And you got to love good old TikTok. So this is the video that has been passed around where people, and then, of course, there was like the individual ones too, but this is the main one right here. The original cartoon came out in 1937, and very evidently so. <laughs> um, there is a big focus on her love story um, with a guy who literally stalks her. <laughs> yeah. That's right, guys. The love story of Snow White, she refers to it as, oh, yeah, there's a guy that literally stalks her. So kind of putting the negative connotation. I don't really remember Snow White too much. Again, I wasn't a Disney kid. Maybe that is the case. But it just seems like if you're selling the movie, the live action movie, that's not the way to sell it. Weird. 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 So we didn't do know. that this time. Cast a guy in the movie. Right. Andrew Burna, great dude. All of Andrew's scenes could get cut. Who knows? It's Hollywood, baby. See, and then she says stuff like that. Yeah, maybe they'll just cut out the dude. You know? Fuck the dude. Who cares? Who needs the dude? in this movie. If I'm gonna stand there 18 hours in a dress of an iconic Disney princess, I deserve to be paid for every hour that it is streamed online. Oh, you poor thing. You had to sit around in a dress for 18 hours on a chair, possibly a cushioned couch, 
with a bunch of food around you and people like doing your begging, calling, ah! Well, Jesus Christ, once I worked a 24-hour shift on top of a church in Compton upgrading the cell site, I should be paid for everyone who gets to use that cell site. Anyways, moving on. I was scared of the original cartoon. I think I watched it she once was scared. and I never picked it up again. <laughs> like, I'm being so serious. I watched it once and then I went on the ride in Disney World, which was called Snow White Scary Adventures. Doesn't sound like something a little kid would like. Was terrified of it. I've been on that ride. It's not scary. <laughs> never revisited Snow White again. So I watched it for the first time in probably 16, 17 years when I was doing this film. It's no longer 1930. Okay, it sounds like she's not as much of a fan of Snow White as she claimed to before when she's saying stuff like that. Hadn't watched it in a long time. Okay. 37. And we absolutely wrote a Snow White that she's is- not gonna be yeah. saved by the prince. She's not gonna be saved by the prince and she's not gonna- God forbid. God forbid, guys. God forbid. Gonna be dreaming about true love. She's dreaming about- <laughs> True love? Who the fuck wants that nowadays? My God. It's all about crypto and money and aliens. Okay. Coming the leader she knows she can be and the leader that her late father told her that she could be if she was fearless, fair, brave, and true. The reality is that the cartoon was made 85 years ago. It's extremely dated when it comes to the ideas of women being in roles of power and what a woman is fit for in the world. And so when we came to reimagining the actual role, you know, White has to learn a lot of lessons about coming into her own power before she can come into power over a kingdom. She's not gonna oh. be saved by the prince. Okay, and not gonna be saved by the prince. One, and she's the one who set the terms. Okay. Is what makes it so relevant to where we are. Okay. I get it. Modernize it. Yes, it was made 85 years ago. Modernize it. Totally fine. But if it's, if it's going to be taking place back then, I mean, eh, why not just kind of keep it similar? I don't know. You could update it a little bit, tweak some things. But you don't have to, like, you know, I mean, but she is not selling it too well when it says certain things where, like, you know, maybe she's just joking and being facetious. But the way I'm looking at it is, and this is why I wanted to say, like, in the beginning of how, you know, she's young and she just got pulled right into this whole franchise machine. It seems like she it just doesn't really know exactly how to like sell this thing quite yet. And maybe her PR people are like, whoa, and who knows what's been happening now because this is all over the place now, all over the place. And maybe she just needs to be a little bit coached up on how to handle the PR when it comes to all this, the interviews and everything. And maybe just a little bit, hey, pull back on a little bit of what you're saying because it's not looking good. I've, I've seen people even who were supportive of it even go, wow, this, this doesn't put it in a good light. This doesn't put her in a good light. But I'm very much like, I get it. They're gonna modernize it, fine, perfectly, do that. It's whatever. I probably won't see it. I don't even know if I care. I don't really care to see it, to be honest. I really don't care because I'm like, I'm, again, I'm not a Disney person, but if there's no other movies, just like when Little Mermaid came out, I, was, I didn't really care to see that either, but there's no other movies, so I did go see that. But to me, it's just like, um, when, it, when it comes to how, like, all this is uh, going on. And I know like uh, another thing too is like what I, what I see, obviously I always talk about that certain side of the Twitter or not Twitter, but YouTube that just shit on everything. They say everything's woke and everything like that. And I, and all the videos that are going around, it is kind of funny because you know, I want to, I want to shift over to them and I go, Hey, you guys over here that are complaining about all this, 
do you really give that much of a fuck about Snow White? Is that one of your favorite Disney princesses? Are you just like, they better do it just like how it was back then? No, you don't. You don't care. You just want to bitch about it. And she gave you the ammo to bitch about it. That's what's funny, too. It's like, do you really give a shit about Snow White? And that's where I was like standing. I'm like, okay, yeah. The way she's handling some of these interviews doesn't look good. But at the same time, I don't give a shit about Snow White. I really don't. Do you? Do you give a shit about Snow White? I don't think you do. You just want to bitch about it. That's the way I was kind of look at it, too. I was like, no, you guys don't really care about that. So why are you guys bitching about it? But she does need to be coached up. And I think this is just like just because she's so young and she's so new. And she just like like I said, she got yanked into all this. She doesn't know exactly how to answer some of these questions when it comes to all this. She's trying to be as progressive as possible. Sure. But yeah, she, they need to reel her in just a little, you know, just a little, I think. So that's my take on all that. That's the way I'm feeling about it. So I, like I said, I'm not trying to throw too much shade. I just think that, that there's a learning curve that needs to happen when it comes to all this. Gal Gadot, step on, you know, help her, help her. You're, you're a veteran. Gal is a veteran. I'm looking at, I'm looking at this, uh, the pause shot right here. You could tell that Rachel very much looks up to Gal. So it's like, hey, Gal, yeah, you know, just give her some pointers. Give her some pointers. That's still a weird one, too. Remember, she, the Gal, Gal is playing the witch. The witch is supposed to be, like, ugly as hell. I, I'm, like, curious to see how ugly they make Gal Gadot. That would be a stretch, which is good. I hope they actually do do something like that. Because if they don't, I have a feeling this movie is going to floppy flop. All right. Uh, let's see. The anti-woke will complain about litter. Oh, yeah. They, they, they all obviously do. And that's what I always find funny because I'm like, you don't give a shit about Snow White. It's not like, like oh, yeah, I, I, Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid. Fuck all them. Snow White, that's my jam. That's my jam. It's not your jam. You don't give a shit about it. Is she under 25? Yeah, I think she's, yep. Yeah. Let's see. How old is she? Uh... She's 22. See, that's the thing. And that's why I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. I'm actually, as much as like, I've, you know, I'm talking a little shit here because that's what I do. But I'm just saying, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt that she's young and she just got wrapped into this whole machine so freaking quickly. But it is weird. It's like Hollywood is really trying to make her the it girl, but I'm just wondering if that's gonna, and then I'm just kind of going like, careful, careful, because you're just like in all these franchises, if they if they don't do well at the box office, you're just going to be dropped as quickly as you got yanked into the thing. That's the thing that she better think about. And her, her and her team need to think about. Going back to the whole protecting the brand and being a businesswoman thing like Gall. That's why I'm saying Gall, Gal, I don't know, Gall, Gal, whatever the hell. Coach her up. Coach up your co-star. Coach her up. It's probably a good idea. Yeah, she's just young, but she's got to be careful. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm actually trying to help. <laughs> I'm actually trying to help, okay? She's going to call me out again, isn't she? Because, you know, I'm going to post a film junkie shot about this. She's going to end up calling me out. Nah, it's all good. She does, she does. It's fine. It's part of the, it's, it's all part of the, 
It's all part of it. It's what, uh, you know, it's what I do. It's what I do. Okay. Not too many questions here. Let's go. Let's see. I posted on... Let me pull up because I did post on the YouTubes. Let's see if there's any YouTube questions right here. Oh, yeah, the evil, not the evil witch, the evil queen. Sorry. See, that side, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not, Again, I was just never a Disney. I was never a Disney guy. Just never got into the whole Disney stuff. My brother did. He liked Pete's Dragon and Sword in the Stone, Peter Pan. You know, I watched them, but I just never got into them. I got into comic books. I got into Batman, Superman, Flash. I got into all that. <laughs> Shut up, Rachel. Where's Rachel? All right. Well, we got, let's see, anything? Nope. Doesn't look like it. Weird. All right, nothing on YouTube, it looks like. All right, let's just go to, uh, okay, where is it at? I had something. Oh, there we go. All right, let's go to um, Twitter. Eric. Hey, Dave. You mentioned you feel Gal is kind of putting pressure on the studio over Wonder Woman 3. What are the odds that her pressure includes Patty Jenkins to direct it? I don't even think Patty would want to direct it. Patty's had a bad couple. I mean, she's had, I mean, the, the, the studio machine has not been kind to her. I would not be surprised. She was probably not going to come back because you got to wonder, like, what was in that script? See, that's another thing I wonder is, like, what was in that Wonder Woman 3 script that they were like, nah, we're not going to do that. We don't want to do that. So, Mac, regarding the Wonder Woman 3 situation, do you think either Gal... Or uh, Godot or Gunn is straight up lying, or possibly that Gunn was trying to let Gal down. Like again, I think it, they're not. I don't think either one of them are straight out lying. There's some fluff, like I keep on saying. It's just my new favorite word now. Fluff. I got to use it right though, because I can't say they were fluffing each other. That would sound weird. Like I said, Gunn was fluffing Ben Affleck. Um, no, I think it's like yeah, it's, again, they're both business people. They both have brands. That's the thing. You got to look at it like that. You got to look at it like that a little bit. So it's like, yeah, there's some fluffery, I think, on both sides when it comes to this whole situation. But I thought, I'm like, the, the solution is, is just give her a fucking swan song send off with an Elseworlds Wonder Woman. I say just do that. That's, that's, that's what I would like to see. Seems like that could be just like a nice little compromise. But again, that's a lot of people don't like that compromise word. Uh, Devon Wooter, Dave, hey Dave, what's going on with Wonder Woman 3? I'm just confused. Is it happening or not? That's what we're, we don't know. Uh, do you think Batman will take off his mask to show the whole world who he is in James Gunn's DC Universe? Why would he do that? Um, DC Universe, I know that, not the character, but do you think, no, I don't think he would do that. Batman doesn't do that. Let's see, you know, absolutely had to. I mean, it could be something where, yeah, if they put it in there, but I doubt he'll do that. Jacob, using uh, the Andrew Garfield Oscars face, Rachel Zegler did nothing wrong. We got another simp. We got a simp. She's just young and dumb and needs to, yeah. Darkness under the wind. Dave, do you think Gunn is lying about Gal or is Gal lying? Now, like I said, there's just some fluffery going on back and forth. Mr. Nobody, hey, Dave, I think the Wonder Woman 3 situation is an obvious one. I think Gal wants more money. That could be it, too. And, and Gunn wants to uh, or maybe needs to. Yes, studio pressure. Yeah, see, that's another thing, too. There's another thing, too. Gal's value has gone up, has shot up. She got paid, what, like a half a half a million dollars, 600K. 
something like that for BBS. She got paid like, I, know, I think it was even less than that because obviously she wasn't the star and just was like a side character. And then her own movie, I know she got paid like in the millions, but her value has gone up. So that could be a problem too. That's another thing got to consider when it comes to this whole situation. Plus, Wonder Woman 2 was a huge letdown. Yep, that's another thing as well. Maybe less than 170 million. So this is just an actor studio BS politics. Yes, I think you might be right. There's just some tactics that are happening here from both sides. Uh, Jamon Watson, D- Dave, do we, uh, did we just troll by watching the blind side? Because Michael Ower, uh, Ower just said the actual story. Yeah, well, I talked about that. Which hopefully that gets figured out because that's pretty effed up. Pretty effed up, man. Pretty effed up. <sighs> the dwarves killed the queen. <laughs> Is there even dwarfs? That was another thing, too. It's like, you know, talking about the whole uh, Oompa Loompa situation, what, last week? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah. Is there going to be the seven dwarves or just the seven other people? I don't know. We'll see about that. But all right, guys. Woo. This was an intense one tonight. Hopefully you guys enjoyed yourself. I enjoyed uh, talking to you. Felt fun. It was fun, as always. All right, guys, smash that like thumbs up before you leave. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell. If you want to become a member, become a member. We'll do a members-only stream after every Wednesday stream. So do that. Follow me on all the various stuff right here. Uh, a little surprise tomorrow. That might be check my Twitter not anything too big but there is something happening this week i'm not going to talk about it but it's going to be something tomorrow so we shall see um but yeah just look look at my twitter you'll 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 see something that has to do with something else anyways so yeah make sure you uh follow me on twitter do all that i'll see you guys on wednesday for the wednesday uh film junkie live love you guys talk to you later